Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show with Vossie and Brandy. If you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney and for the first hour, we welcome you listening on SENQ 693 AM up there in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. Also, if you're listening anywhere across the SEN network, good morning to you. Good morning, Brandy. Morning, James. Uh, fantastic to be here and... Um Looking forward to the show today, and I'm a Wednesday man this year. Um, you did yes. Wednesdays last year. I'm a Wednesday man, and I'm the thing about Wednesdays that I'm looking forward to. And we had our first teams fall yesterday afternoon. Is, is talking about Teamless Tuesday. So mm. off the back of what happens on Tuesday afternoon, where sides uh, name their teams for the round, and we had our first drop lot yesterday afternoon for those sides that are in Vegas. And you know we've had we've had warm ups during the preseason challenge, yes. but the, you're not playing for two points. Yes. So this is the first uh, chance we have to chat about the teams that dropped yesterday afternoon. Couple of curly ones in there. Few few that not many like you. You kept look. I kept looking at um, predicted teams for round one. Yeah. And uh, the experts naming their teams yep. and yeah. So yep. there was a there was a number of players that didn't make it. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of couple of strange ones. No, well, not strange, just a couple of roosters that aren't there. The Butcher Brothers. Well, Egan Butcher's not even in the 17. Nat Butcher's on the bench. Angus Crichton didn't make the team. Very surprising. Um, so um, we'll go through that. We'll, we'll, we'll look through all the teams. Um, we've got a big show. We've got the Kings boss joining us because the Kings are in action tonight against the New Zealand Breakers. And uh, we'll talk to Paul Smith about their chances of uh, advancing. Um you you did some training yesterday. Yep, so a bit a bit of swimming. So I've I've started to introduce swimming back into into my program, Brandy. So I, w- I was running quite a bit. I did the city to surf last year. I was thinking about doing a half marathon this year actually, but obviously change of events, change of plans this year. So I'm, I'm back in the pool and doing a bit of swimming. Um, and I was down there at the Allianz Stadium pool yesterday, mm-hmm. um, swimming some laps. I did the um, the steam room, the ice bars, threw some weights around. Nice little uh, little R and R day it feels like for me to do that stuff instead of doing any work. Is the um, is the the stadium gym a busy gym? And Very busy bu- and busy pool. Busy gym pool wasn't too busy because it was sprinkling rain yesterday. So. That generally keeps the crowds away. So for me, that they're the best days to swim when it's a bit rainy, a bit overcast, because people are staying away from the pool. So is that the pool you will train in? You'll you'll continue to use um, that pool. Um, 
Good question. I, I will use it uh, a bit. The other thing, I, I need to find a training partner, a bit of a sparring partner, just to know where I'm at. So if anyone out there listening uh, fancies their chances over 50 metres, 0457736736, if you want to be my training partner. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a swimmer. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> okay. I was a swimmer back in my day. Yeah, nice. 50 metre man. Never, yeah, nice. Never, That's I all I trained. need. That's all I, I never need. trained. Yeah. Um, t- uh, low 27. Low 27. That's pretty good. That's handy. Yeah. That's handy. But that's 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 thirty years ago. Okay. Uh, so, but I did do some swimming over the summer. So I did. I, I do like swimming. Yeah. You know, I'm not a great long distance swimmer. Mm. So I'm generally, what I do, I swim like I run. I go yep. f- go hard. Yeah. I do a fast fifty. Mm. Then then I start off by walking fifty. Yeah. And then go hard yep. fifty. So I, I. But the pool. The pool, the swimmers in the pool, which yes. got me, and obviously there is regulars, reg- people that swim regularly. Boy, there's some etiquette and there's some rude people in pools. There is. There is. You, you get your rusted on regulars that you see down at the pool every day and, well, essentially they think they own the place. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So if you're a newcomer, I guess it's like anything, like you hear about surfing. If if you're not part very of that localized. surf, yet very mm. localized. If you if you crash in on a couple of you know locals, <laughs> and it's their wave. <laughs> good. Way it's their wave. It's yeah. like the, but the pool's like that. The pool's like that. I've I often have people ask me how do you, how do you go at a a public swimming pool? But there is an etiquette where you know you've got the lanes that says fast lane, slow lane, medium lane, all, all that sort of jazz. What I think they should do is just put a little. Uh, Below below where it says fast, put a little time. Mm. You, know, you have to be able to swim under 30 seconds to go on the fast, something like that. But uh, I had my mate down at the pool the other day and I was swimming some laps and he was just sort of plotting and he was getting some videos for me of some technique and stuff so I could look back and see. How are you, how are you stroking it? Feeling pretty good. Swimming better than, better than I expected. Um, anyway, he said while I was swimming, he said four or five occasions – Someone came and hopped in my lane and went to push off and then saw me swimming back in and went, ah, maybe not on the fast <laughs> lane today <laughs> and, and exited the pool uh, or exited my lane. So that, that helps that that etiquette exists. So is there, would there be people there that uh, overestimate just how good a swimmer they 100%, are? are? <laughs> 100%. 100%. 100%. So, so while we're talking uh, swimming fast, it always baffled me uh, when they, when they were t- big meetings, like international meetings, and yes. they go, "Oh, this is a fast pool." Yeah, and yeah, go, yeah. Well, it's fifty, <laughs> 50 meters. There's water in it's it. It's H two O. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is what is the fast pool term, and does it hold any weight? There's a couple of different things, and it's become more pertinent with uh, with time. So the first one is the sides of the pool. So if the pool has basically a step on the side where it steps down to, to the pool, the water will hit the step and ricochet back into the middle of the pool, therefore creating a wavy pool. Right. So that's a slow pool. So you need the infinity edges. No, 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 no pool these days, like racing pool, would have the old gutter, Not anymore. The, the old gutter, yeah, concrete not a, gutter. Not anymore. Not no. anymore. So they've got rid of that. but. A lot of those pools that were built sort of post-war period, the, a lot of the country pools, a lot of your suburban pools do have that. Mm. Uh, the next one is uh, the, the filtration system. So some filtration systems, for whatever reason, seem to cause a very, very minuscule 
whirlpool around that 50 metres. So sometimes I've seen at a, at a world champs once, they didn't get the filtration system right. And lane eight was super fast on one lap and lane one was super fast on the other lap. Ooh. Affected the middle of the pool less, but around that outside of the pool where the filtration system was, yep. the first lap of every race, lane eight seemed to be turning first. Right. And on the way back, lane one was getting a bit of advantage. And then the other one is what the pool's made out of. So ideally, built-in tiled pools are preferable to like a... So for the Commonwealth Games, they did a drop-in pool in Melbourne in Rod Laver Arena. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of, I don't know how to explain it, soft, a soft material. And then they sort of um, block out around it, but it's not a a proper tiled pool. Um, You want the tiled pools. I think it's mostly mental because as you're swimming fast over the tiles, you see them rushing below you Mm. and you feel like you're swimming fast. Or if there's no tiles, it's just that solid one piece of plastic. Right. Feels like you're not really moving. Yeah, okay. So mm. it's, it could be mental. A lot of it's mental, so, yeah. So the fast pool uh, commentary might have been transitioned from the old block pool that they built after the war. Yeah. To the, then pools were starting to change. I reckon when they were first days. starting, some swimmers were like, oh, this is a fast pool. Yep. And then... Didn't uh, have the sides. The I don't water. I don't think you could go to a world champs or an Olympics and go, oh, slow pool. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the last time I swam in a pool where we thought it was slow. Maybe Delhi. Yeah, okay. Delhi was really cold. They didn't have the <laughs> they didn't have the heating right. <laughs> Weird place, Delhi. <laughs> so, um, so after you swam and you did a few weights, did, did did what else did you do at the gym? So I did that? I did the sauna and I did the the ice bath. Okay. And uh, I'm very competitive with anything I do. So I got in the sauna. It's super hot, and I uh, just did a quick little intake of who else is in the sauna. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that. I had to outlast everyone else in the sauna. Is that because you, you're James Magnus? <laughs> I think it was I'm just... I'm a missile and I'm not, I'm well, not the, letting anyone... The thing was, I knew I had to stay in there a while to get the benefits. You know, they talk about all the benefits of mm-hmm. heat shock proteins. And I don't want to get too technical, but supposedly it's good for recovery, inflammation, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm 50-50 on the complete benefits of it. But I thought, I'm, in, I'm here now. I want to get the benefits. How do I know how long I've been in here? And I just had this thing mentally, I've got to outlast everybody else in the sauna. So I don't know how long I ended up sitting in there, but there was one specific bloke sitting over in the corner. I could barely see him for Through steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I was having like a mental a battle with him. <laughs> yeah. I was having a mental battle with this guy to stay in there longer. And when he when he left and walked out, I thought, okay, I don't want to make it too obvious that oh. I was going mono e mono with him. <laughs> so I did in my head, I did a 30-second countdown for after he left till I left. <laughs> you, you were five kilos lighter too. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. man, dehydrated. I was stumbling out of there. But no, it was, uh, it was a good day. Um, Hey, I'm, so I'm filling in for Vossi. So he should be in Vegas by now. We haven't seen... He is. He's, he's there. He's there. He's definitely there. But I think he, he was... Um, he does take you through exactly minute by minute what he's doing on the day. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he's filming. Uh, like he walks off the plane and, and begins filming. Um, I think it might be for the fan. Um, but I'm sure we can interrupt him at some stage through our next yeah. three hours. We saw a little bit of footage. He was filming James Graham asleep on that uh, chartered flight up there in business class. Last last Friday, Brandy, on uh, Missile's Mailbag, our Friday segment, I gave some advice for people traveling to Vegas. Mm. One of the things I said was, do not use 
the slot machines outside of casinos. The slot machines at grocery stores or the airport, they're less regulated than the ones in they these can, casinos. They can do what they want with yeah, them. Yeah, so, so stati- statistically, they're 8% less likely to win than the ones in the casino, which are already so low. Mm. I saw footage yesterday. Hello Sport, friends of SEN, they do all talk with Hello Sport here. They went straight in, $50 on a slot machine. Lost, 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 lost. $50 down straight away off in a the casino. plane. Oh, straight off the plane in the At airport. At the airport, off the plane. Didn't even wait till they didn't got into Vegas. Didn't wait. Didn't Filmed it straight off. So they obviously hadn't listened to my advice. No. Then I saw young Cooper Johns. Same thing. Followed straight in. Straight off the plane, airport slot machine, loss. So if, if there's anyone out there listening right now, and they haven't gone to Vegas yet, but they're on their way for the NRL this weekend, stay away from the airport and the grocery store slot machines. You're not going to win. That is a sign of desperation that you, it's that you hit the first slot machine you see at yeah. the airport. Yeah, you, absolutely. You're not even waiting for the casino. Are you a slot machine operator? No. I don't understand them. I don't. Well, if I'm going to gamble, I want to watch a sport or a race or something that I can yep. get excited about. Just tapping a button and watching a screen. It doesn't get me. No. 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 But I, I'd, I'd go and play. I'd play cards. I'd yeah. play 21. Yeah. I'd play blackjack. Blackjack. Yeah. Um, Roulette. I don't mind I don't yep. mind the ball. Yep. Something yeah. where you have decent odds, right? Yeah. Even the good thing about blackjack is there's a, a bit of skill involved in it as well. Mm. Um whereas slot machines, they baffle yeah. me. They baffle me. When when we're in um first kangaroo tour eighty six, uh, the Dragonara Hotel had a casino in it. Right. So in Leeds. Yeah. So you'd come home after a night out. Yeah, yeah. And you well, the casino was 24, yeah. 24 7. <laughs> How many times did we just wander in and thought, oh, well, we can still drink? They're still, they're still mm. serving. You've got to gamble. You've got to bet to, to drink. To drink. Yeah. So you'd have a drink. I did. I had, a, I had an incredible run on the roulette table. I rolled seven reds in a row and I let most of it ride. Wow. Like I, I, I'm not a big punter, so yeah, I didn't yeah, start yeah. big. Yeah, but it paid for my. We had three days off uh, immediately after that. Three yeah. days off, like which you never, had, you know. Yeah, yeah. And my my brother and dad were over there at the time. Yeah. And we, uh, I hired a car, jumped in it. We drove to Scotland and played golf at St Andrews, and I paid for everything All on, on the, the back of the wow. seven reds. We we actually had a similar thing at the London Olympics. So next to the Olymp- Olympic Village. Uh, Frank Lowy built a Westfield right there. And at the top of the Westfield was a casino. Same thing, mm. 24-7. So either, you know, if we were going for drinks in the afternoon and then going out, rather than head straight into London, it was easier to walk next door into the Westfield, go up to the casino, try our luck, then go out. Or same thing, when we came back, the casino was still open. So yep. um, that's that's sort of the extent of my casino uh, escapades, though I don't like spending a lot of time in them. I I used to uh, when I was playing in uh, Auckland in the the couple of years that I spent in Auckland. When when we were finished, we'd fly straight back and we'd go to the Gold Coast. My wife's family live on the Gold Coast, so yeah. And we I we'd spend a week at Jupiter's, like, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. not not bet that much, but just enjoy the yeah you yeah know, the, the surroundings. surroundings and, yeah. yeah yeah. It's it's but Jupiter's was always good good fun good fun. Uh, we're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Give us a call this morning. 
1-300-01-1170. The open line is open now. It's all yours. You can get in the running for the Club Med Caller of the Year. This is a great prize. You can win a trip to Bali worth almost $10,000. We'll be back in a moment with all your thoughts right here on the home of sport in Sydney, 1170 AM. 70 AM here in Sydney, a partly cloudy day across Sydney, heading for 29 in the city, 32 in the west. And good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half an hour before Patton Hills will be along. Partly cloudy up there today in 31. We're here for Bryden's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers. Um, and uh, Lee was with us yesterday, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. It was good good chatting with Lee yesterday. <laughs> the, uh, the head honcho, the boss hey, of Brydens. You've been running into fans all over the place, but yesterday uh, an SEN fan in DY. Bit odd. So I'm driving home. So mm. my, your day was training yesterday. Yep. Uh, I drove home yesterday and uh, got to DY, so I'm nearly home. And I'm stopped at lights and it's a big bus stop at DY. And there's... Lots of people yep. there, and I was in the inside lane. Hey, Brandy, is that you? And I sort of went the window down. I said, yeah, how you going, mate? <laughs> yeah, good. He goes, SEN, love it. <laughs> SEN forever. And I went, yeah, green light. I'm off. See, <laughs> See you, mate. Yeah. Well, he's probably it's listening bit, this morning. It was a bit random. If, um, you're, if you're the SEN listener at DY uh, bus stop, text us in 0457736736. Let us know your name. Yeah. Does that happen often to you? Uh, every now and then. Mm. Uh, like every now and then. Uh, I, I, last year, I was surprised by, um, it just in Collaroy, like you know, the, the, on one day at a coffee shop, there was two women, Yeah. Two, you know, between between the ages of 40 and 50. So I said, oh, love listening to you on Bossy in the morning. I went, oh, there That's you good. go. Yeah, good, yeah. Good. I get, I get, get quite a lot there. as well, people talking about SEN. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you about some etiquette. Is it, uh, th- this happens a lot. So at the gym yesterday, I haven't been to a public gym in... Because you got your own gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got my own gym. So usually I work out with, with my own mates or do yep. my own classes at, at the gym, whatever that may be. Um, so after the swim yesterday, I threw some weights around a little bit and I had the headphones in. And these days, it can be a little bit harder to see the headphones because they're just, you know, the little pods, little pods in your ear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but, ha- you know, p- people pulling me up and asking me about what, you know, different things I'm doing and stuff like that. And then when I walk my dog, I do the same, put the put the AirPods in, mm-hmm. which kind of says I'm not in the mood to talk, I'd have thought. And I'm a big podcast guy when I walk. I listen to... Sports podcasts, history podcasts, mm-hmm. finance, whatever so it is. Not necessarily music. Not music. No, not no, music. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm constantly listening to talking because I always think of it as an opportunity to, you know, either upskill or do yep. research or whatever it is. Anyway, at the dog park, and uh, and my my dog had a back surgery, a little sausage dog, so he doesn't he doesn't walk too great. He's a bit wobbly. Sausage dogs can be quite violent. They? Yeah, they can be aggressive, aggressive little buggers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't walk too good. So many people, you know, pass me. Hey, how are you yeah. going? I give a nod. Mm-hmm. Nice day. And yeah. uh, but they always stop and talk. Oh, you know, mm. what's wrong with your dog's back or whatever? And I see them talking. I can't hear them because I'm listening to my AirPods. Yep. Every time I go, oh, take the AirPods out. Yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, he's had a back mm. so He doesn't work walk too good. He's not in pain. Uh, but what's the etiquette if you're at if you're walking your dog, if you're in the gym, uh, if you've got, if someone's got headphones in, mm-hmm. 
and you start talking to them and they clearly can't hear you. Yep. Well, as a person that doesn't wear earpods or headphones yeah. or anything, yep. um, I know the people that wear those things are wanting to be on their own. Yeah. I, I don't, I generally, I don't bother anyone that's got earphones or head. I'm not tapping and saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not talking to anyone yeah. that's got yeah. earphones in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the etiquette is for you. <laughs> you're, you're placed in an awkward situation where I guess if people are taught, you can see people's oh, got to. mouths moving. you got to. you got to, yeah. you got to take it out. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you've got to address the situation. I would never ignore someone. No. But I always think, and walking. Well, I, I can take a hint. Yeah. I can take a hint. Anyone's got headphones on or I'm not bothering them. No, I'm that's not, right. I'm yeah, walking the dog for me is almost cathartic, and you know, I sort of I'm I'm zoned out because I'm listening to something else. I might be looking at the ocean or whatever, but the amount of people that will talk straight through headphones, <laughs> and you're looking at them, and you you nod at first and you go, okay, okay, hey, take the headphones. Out. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, uh, now, yesterday we had. Uh, uh, the highlight of the program yesterday was probably our interview with Usman Khawaja. The world's fastest. Well, it didn't last long, but we, we've since understood exactly what Us- Usman was doing. Usman, so it must have been Uzi's turn to be the media person. So yes. He, did a, he had to do a stand-up, had to do a press conference in, in front of everyone. So yeah. We, we, sort of, we, we weren't aware of that at the time, but um, you know, it'll go down as one of our shortest ever interviews. Uh, we actually got a little bit of what Usman was getting up to in his press conference yesterday because Ben Rossley, our producer, the man that makes things happen here at SEN for us on breakfast, uh, was haranguing Usman and the yeah. media man. Uh, here's a little bit of uh, yeah, what happened yesterday to Uzi. Ben Rosley. Is that your phone? Yeah. Oh, so unprofessional. Oh, That's this. Oh, Carl. 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 Come on, man. <laughs> That's Cole Hitchcock, our media manager, Cook Australia. Just. Uh. There we go. So that, that was his Ben Rosley. Benny, Benny Rosley was, uh, was phoning the media manager who had his phone sitting on the, on the table while they were yeah. doing a press conference, um, and up popped Ben Rossley. So Ben tried his hardest to get um, to get us Uzi, uh, and we were promised. It kept dwindling. First, we were, it was five minutes. Then last time, I think Ben spoke to the media manager, it was down to three, three minutes. Three minutes. I, I think we had Uzi on for about a minute and a half. Yeah, I had it about 90 seconds. That would be for, my overs-unders line. And, and for probably 60 seconds, he, he was addressing the uh, sports minister's batting technique. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get too much intel on the game at hand uh, tomorrow. Uh, you can have your say during the show on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes Mortgage Fund. Get up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. 6.30 news up now, 5.30 if you're in Brisbane. We'll be back after the news with the big he- sports headlines of the morning. And Vossi's going to come up later this half hour too. So stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Sporting headlines uh, from the morning, James. Uh, the four clubs playing in Las Vegas doubleheader have named their teams ahead of Sunday's season opener. We'll go through those a little bit later, Brandy. 
Matilda's back in action tonight for their second Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan at Marvel Stadium. They carry a 3-0 lead into that final. Uh, that's the playoff to get in the Olympic Games. Yes, the Bulldogs last night had their season launch. We'll hear from Cameron Serraldo in the next hour of the show discussing Stephen Crichton being named captain. In the AFL, Collingwood beat Richmond 76-46 last night in their trial match. Carlton plays Melbourne tonight. And there's FA Cup action this morning. There's a game between Bournemouth and Leicester City, uh, which just got underway at 6.30. Blackburn, Newcastle starts in 15 minutes. Luton Town, Man City at 7 a.m. Sydney time. Uh, Rooster Ash is on the line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the number. G'day, Rooster Ash. Good morning, gentlemen. And um, look, just on this um, earpod thing, uh, James, I was... When you when you're out in the, the media and you're in the spotlight, which you are, I think it's I think it's very rude to have earpods in while you're walking your dog. I understand your privacy and what you want to listen to, but you're out there, man. You're you're a face of the nation. Um, leave your earpods at home, and while you're washing up, put your earpods in and listen to whatever you want. So that's my take. Uh, Radio Rooster Ash. I see. I well, you know, it's it's not. You're not ignoring anyone. You just no. You just say. How many people walk around? So where I am, I'm up on North Bondi Golf Course. So many people the walk dog. around, walk walk their dog, or are in the gym with earpods in. Yeah, and and it is the younger. I, I will say this. It is. It's the younger generation that do it. It's I, I yeah I don't see many old people. Yeah yeah yeah. You know the other one is uh, with with the earpods. If someone calls, and I'm including you, take, you in the younger generation. Yeah. <laughs> you take the call straight through the the AirPods these days, right? So yeah. you don't you don't have to get the phone out of the pocket or anything like that. Yep. Um, as for Rooster, actually, if if you're a person in the media, then you shouldn't wear AirPods. Is yeah, what he's no, saying, I guess. Yeah. I, I, yeah. To each their own. Hey, Rooster Ash, you're on the line to be our Club Med Caller of the Week. Uh, if you're out there, you can also have your say on 1300 01 1170. Uh, I think we've got Vossi just around the corner. Is that right, producers? Yep, Vossi just around the corner. Thanks for making the switch to SCN 1170 AM. We are the home of sport in Sydney. And as always, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. If you're unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. Stay with us. Just a moment, we're going to cross live to Las Vegas to Vossi. There's touchdown. Touchdown in Vegas, and the man on the line is uh, is the one and only Andrew Voss. Vossi, come in. Uh, good morning, boys. Yeah, just having a little cup of coffee here with uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, just reuniting Ocean's 13. <laughs> Got to uh, redo Ocean's 13 as a rugby league film. I've got this idea. I'm just running it past them now. All the heavy hitters uh, in Vegas. Uh, how was the, how was the flight? How, how long have you been? How long have you been um, on land in Vegas? Uh, uh, well, really, a matter of hours. Um, yeah, no, terrific flight. Uh, if you talk about the vibe, first of all, I'll go back to Sydney Airport yesterday around lunchtime. Uh, a lot of flights. This my, my flight. Great direct to Vegas, a lot of flights to LA, all rugby league supporters in the airport. You know, every mm. every jumper, not just the jerseys of the teams playing uh, on uh, Sunday were represented at the airport. They're all making their way here. It is like <laughs> some sort of crusade. Uh, on my particular flight, um, Peter Volandis, Andrew Abdo, the Fox League crew, 
and a whole bunch of supporters. Um, so it was a you know a really happy flight, excited flight. This is incredible territory. And then of course, uh, when I talk about the Fox League crew, there were the likes of um, Brian Fletcher. Mm. Am I allowed to sort Please. of pull back the curtains and no, tell yeah, you yeah, pull the curtains right yes. back, open up? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've been off flown international Qantas, but they still do the grey pyjamas, you know, like the, if yeah. you can imagine Guantanamo Bay, but they do the grey jammies. Fletch was in the jammies um, even before takeoff. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd rid himself of whatever clothes he was wearing. Yep. Mm. He was getting comfortable. Um, he had, at one stage, he had the Elvis glasses on as well. Um, Brian Fletcher. Planet Fletcher would be an interesting place to live. He was having fun from the moment he got on the plane. I don't know what sleep he had. Um, I, I, I pumped out a few Zs, so I'm not quite sure if he was awake the whole time. But never once does he look stressed. <laughs> he is he is the perfect traveller, Brian he's, Fletcher. He's a happy happy big thing, he isn't is, he? He is. Uh, very it, happy. Would Fletch be a busy man over there in Vegas? I imagine his itinerary <laughs> would be pretty packed. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> James, what a lovely, lovely setup. Yeah, now we all have our schedules. So myself and Lara Pitt, we're filming the fans. So I'm getting all around Vegas. This is my first time in Vegas, boys. So, you know, coming out from the airport, let me tell you, from the airport, past two billboards, giant NRL advertising. How good nice. is that? Yes. Um, as you come from the airport, we're way down the southern end of the strip where we're staying. Resorts World, where the players are, is right down the southern end. Let's... So if anyone knows the area, to walk to Bellagio, um, you know, great landmark of the Strip, mm. would take the players about 45 minutes. Oh, mm. right. So that's how far down the Strip yep. um, uh, the resorts world is. But yep. And then Allegiant Stadium is way up the other end as well, the ground which I'll, I'll take a visit to tonight. But back to your original question, uh, the answer is how busy is his schedule? Uh, the answer, James, is... Not very. <laughs> so, Fletch. I'm trying to find it. Not very for Fletch, no. So, Vossi, you've arrived in daylight hours because if you, you, you've never yep. been to Vegas before. It's Vegas ah. only. Vegas looks great at night. It does. Like, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a completely different looking place when the sun goes down. And, and, and well, well, I, not just looking. I passed this... I passed the sphere on the way to the um, Have you sorted uh, that? to the hotel, but but from ground level, I wasn't quite sure what they were displaying there. You're surrounded by mountains, and and the thing about it, you're in the desert. I guess the temperature when I landed, I think they said it was 11 degrees, so sort of Southern Highlands weather. Um, but there is there's a bit of snow on the mountains, like around ah. Vegas. Um, so it is obviously going to get very cold at night. You know, get down close enough to one or two degrees, but. Mm. Uh, I'm told Monday and Tuesday, if there is a quiet day, that's it. Because uh, some of the shows have the Monday and Tuesday off. But Wednesday through Sunday, everything's absolutely kicking. Um, it, on what I've seen, it's an incredible place. You know, it's, you're surrounded well, it's by mountains like and desert. It's, it's, there's nowhere else like it yeah. in the world. It's, it's, no. it's unique. Uh, and I'm, I'm told, would it be as many as half a million people work just in that sort of entertainment sector to, mm. to keep this thing going. So it's, um, does it have a soul? I'm yet to know. I'll, I'll get that impression over the next few days. But what I do know is there are a hell of a lot of Australians over here going to have one hell of a time um, in leading up to the game on Sunday. I'll make the call right now. Anyone listening, um, put it on your bucket list. We're locked in for the next five years. Plan which year you want to come. And, and you know, get your leave in at work and arrange for your kids or you oh oh 
Just lost him there for a second. I've got to ask him. So he was talking about potentially getting some uh, U2 Sphere action in. So, so he so he, he investigated that. 700 bucks are the cheapest, cheapest tickets, I Cheapest think. tickets were, yep, 700. I was uh, talking to uh, Matty and Trish. We're going to go along to the, the Sphere to see a bit of U2 action as well. You'd, um, have, you'd have to go. You have like to. Like if, if you're in Vegas, you'd have to because it's... So they, they just announced this unique. week the first sporting event in the Sphere is going to be UFC 302 or whatever, the big pay-per-view UFC event in the Sphere. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting. He, Vossi's back on the line. Vossi, Sphere action. When are you, when are you off to see you too? Well, well, I know. Well, I haven't got tickets yet because I was just going to uh, let the dust settle. Okay. But uh, yeah, so the information that I did find. So Saturday night, Vegas time, as in the Sunday where the uh, you know, Australian time, where the rugby league is, is their last night of that residency. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, do I do I chase up cheaper tickets? Is that possible here? Do I trust? Mm. Do I, I, I don't know, James. You're the master of this place. I haven't seen any street performers yet. Um, so Steer I'm clear. looking for them. Hey, Vossi, so people, people weren't I, listening I to us on Friday. So both the Hello Sport Boys and Cooper Johns have already been dusted by the slot machine at the airport. Did You you didn't oh. jump on the slots, did you? No, it was incredibly quiet at the airport. I mm. got through, no bag check. I've nope. never been to an airport international and no bag check. Just went straight through. Got scanned passport. See you later. Have a nice time. So they didn't know that Brian Fletcher was on that flight then. <laughs> no, no, and, and and had some and had some uh, Rose, you know, Eastern Rosellas in his bag. No, they didn't <laughs> um, know that. It's hard to avoid the poker machines from the hotel I'm staying at. Reception. I say, where's the guest lift? Oh, they're around there through the casino. You've got to walk through the casino to get to the guest lifts. It's almost like they want you to uh, drop some, you know, have a slap while you're yeah. <laughs> taking your bags upstairs. But, yes. no, there's plenty of time to try and fit all that in. Um, but today's very much rugby league mode. Uh, I'll be heading out to Allegiant Stadium later today. Aaron Woods is going to give um, give view, uh, Fox League viewers a little tour of Resorts World and the Manly Camp, so get into the rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're filming that today, um, all part of the, you know, Fox League build-up, the 360 live shows, Matty Johns, the fan... And then both games exclusive, you know, on, on Sunday, or certainly the season opener yep. exclusive to Fox League on Sunday, Manly and Souths. Uh, Vossi, I, I saw Luke Keery on the news last night, and in his in his one of his answers, he sort of said, "Well, I I think we're having a captain's run on the stadium," but he, he obviously wasn't sure. Do you, do you know if the teams are having a run on the stadium? Look, the the best I'd heard, um, and that, and and we heard from Jason Demetrio last week, was that they, at the very least, get a walk around to, I, I guess, sort of acclimatise themselves and get a real feel yep. of the dimensions of the ground. One, uh, you know, it's one thing to measure it out down at the South Sydney Centre of Excellence and the other clubs at their grounds, but to actually experience it with the with the grandstand seating in, and you, you know, try and get your bearings. In, in particular, Brandy for kickers, quite obviously. Um, that's an experience that all four teams will get. Will they actually run the ball around? I don't know whether they will fit into the schedule of uh, what they've got, but we'll we'll find out later in the week. It would be unfair, wouldn't it, if 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 one of the one. four or two yes. of the four mm -hmm. didn't get to experience it. Mm -hmm. So you've got to fit all four clubs in, and I don't know whether that's going to happen. Mm. All right, Vossi, enjoy the week. Make sure you get along to the sphere. Remember, watch out for those slot machines and grocery stores. Don't talk to street performers and stay away from the guys selling <laughs> VIP tickets to nightclubs and strip clubs. And the hard liquor. Stay off the hard <laughs> liquor. <laughs> Got see, it, boys. See you, Andrew. Howdy doody. Goodbye. Bye -bye.
We are here for Brighton's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. In a moment, we'll take a walk down memory lane. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SCN 1170 AM. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Is a famous victory, a magnificent performance. Here's Aloisi for a place in the he World Cup. For us. Yeah! On breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on this day. It's the 28th of February today, 2024, and on this day in 1983, the final episode of MASH aired on TV. One of the most iconic soundtracks, that one. It drew a record 125 million viewers in the US alone. Holy smokes. Wow, is that sort of the numbers that watched the Super the Bowl? The Super this Bowl, year? I think they were like 160, 150 like maybe. Uh, on this day in 2020, the Court of Arbitration for Sport banned Chinese triple Olympic gold medalist Sun Yang from swimming or for eight years for breaking anti doping rules. It's since been cut in half and he can return this May, Rort. <laughs> I'm going to be covering the Olympics. I'm kind of hoping he's back just for the story. Like, the stories write themselves. Mm. If Sun Yang comes back... Is he a big dude? Like, is yeah, he taller than me. Oh, is he really? Huge. Is he? Six, seven, I think. What? Huge. Yeah, he looks like the guy of Jaws um, in, in Bond with yeah. the, the silver teeth. Yeah. Huge, huge man. Darren Albert, born on this day in 1976. There's 20 seconds on the clock. Albert, he will play it. 21 metres away. Down the blind, Andrew Johns. Inside for Albert. Albert will score. Albert will score. Newcastle have won the grand final. Right, right on full time. Iconic. So, so the Andrew Johns play in 1997, the Nathan Cleary play in 2023. Yeah. Number sevens, end of the game. Yep. Have to score to win. Bang. If you had to pick one? Oh, I'm biased. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Nathan Cleary's last 20 minutes is the best I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's been a grand final. Like, happy birthday to our colleague across the ditch uh, who we spoke to earlier this week, Ian Smith. Smithy, 67 today. Happy birthday, Ian. And in 1983, U2 released their third studio album, War, featuring this protest song. I love this song when it came Yeah, out. great song. Great song. Vossi's got a chance to see him at the Sphere. Yes. Get to it, Get Andrew. there, Vossi. And don't buy the tickets off a bloke in the street, for God's sakes. If you're listening on SENQ 693 in Brisbane, we now say farewell. Patton Hills are up next. If you're here on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, plenty more to come, including Dave Riccio from San Diego, the Sydney Kings owner Paul Smith, and much more sport on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Welcome to the second hour of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. It's James Magnuson filling in for Vossi this morning as he uh, gallivants around Las Vegas. Now, we had him on the show in the past hour. He'll join us live from Vegas every week. If you missed our chat with Vossi, you can catch up uh, via the podcast. Just search Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, uh, and all that jazz. Plenty of text coming through off the back of our chat with Vossi. 
Let's whip through a few of those now, Brandy. Uh, Western Sydney Eagle says, need to set Vossi a challenge. He needs to find a pie shop in Vegas and do a review. So, yeah, I'm up for that. I'm, that might I'm be sure. hard to do in Vegas. You reckon? A pie shop? Yeah, they're not big pie operators. They're not big pie eaters? No. Aren't they? The Americans don't like pies? They they would love them. Because didn't we, we had... They, uh, they have the more the dessert pie right. than the savoury pie. So there's no, you, you're probably not finding a meat pie around Vegas? Don't think so. Right. So we'll, anyway, we'll, he, he eats all sorts of pies. So we'll just give him the, the challenge. Just find a pie. It doesn't yes. matter what it is. Uh, maybe Vossi could take over U2's residency in Las Vegas and leave Brandy and Missile to do the show, says the bat. That Big bickies for Vossi <laughs> if he takes over the residency. <laughs> uh, following up on that, uh, Vossi sounds hammered, says uh, 397 on the text line. <laughs> I, I thought he sounded all right. Yeah, he sound sounded fine. Yeah. That's Vossi. Uh, um, Pedro the Rooster says, uh, I want Fletcher's life. Yeah. Uh, yes, he lives yes. a carefree life, doesn't he, Fletch? Seemingly. Yep, he does have his fingers in a lot of pies, though, because he, you know, he's done property developments, his own pubs, he's had cleaning businesses. Mm-hmm. He's a plumber. He's by a pl- trade. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So it's not at all, all. It's not all. Uh, yeah, leisure. bells and whistles. Nah. No, no. <laughs> uh, Lionel says Rooster Ash needs to give himself several uppercuts off the back of what he said. Uh, re you wearing your earpods. Um, there's a f- there's a few others that want to uh, get stuck into Rooster Ash. <laughs> yeah, you're kidding yourself. Uh, everyone has a right to some privacy. You are not a free target just because you are in the public eye. Western Sydney Eagle, making sense. Uh, Brandy, that was me at the lights yesterday, says Spiro. Uh, your, your left brake light isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Spiro. Spiro. Yeah. yeah, good to see you. Uh, this is an interesting question from um, the Pearl. When are they going to announce the teams for next year for Vegas for people wanting to put in leave and potentially uh, make the sabbatical over to... Las Vegas. Is there clubs that have put their hands up already and said a, a lobby? Well, I imagine there'd lobbying. be 17 of them. I don't know. I I, I just, I think everyone's going to wait and see how, how Sunday turns out. Yeah. Just how the games go. Yep. Um, and wait until there's a debrief and, you know, other clubs say, well, this was our experience. True. So True. I think the clubs that are sitting back, well, they took the clubs with Hollywood ties, big name, big Big pe- people yes. known in America, yes. of course. Yep. Russell. Uh, Hugh the, Jackman. Uh, man with the blades. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Glamour Clubs, I guess. Your Brisbane, Brisbane and your, and your Roosters. Roosters. Uh, the biggest advantage I heard from players of those clubs for playing in Vegas was they were taking 22-man squads, mm-hmm. all four teams. And apparently the depth players in the squads, the players from number 17 to 30, had the biggest off-seasons of their lives trying to get in those final five spots to go over to Vegas. So that was one benefit for those teams was the level of intensity at training mm. from those depth members of the NRL squads. Desperate to get the jump Desperate. on their teammates. <laughs> yeah. Just below them. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'd be interested, says Michael, to know how expensive Vegas is now. I worked and lived there for a bookmaker in the 80s before oh. them working for a very large punter as an analyst. Uh, learnt a lot, says Michael. We, we, you we need to get you on the show, Michael, and yeah. pick your brain about what it was like do. in the 80s to we work do. for a, uh, a gambler over there in Vegas. I would say you've got some experience at Vegas, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a few years ago, isn't it's it? It's a few years ago. It was very expensive, mm-hmm. very expensive. So we were talking, uh, getting a cabana at the, one of the pool parties 
was upwards of ten thousand uh, dollars. Did you have to have a cabana, or, or yeah, could well, you just? If mingle? you didn't have a cabana, when you went in, you had you know your phone and your wallet and whatnot in your pockets. There was nowhere to put it down. No seats. Same in the nightclubs. No seats or any any spots unless you paid to get a private booth. So you walk in and you're looking around. I want to jump in the pool. Can't put my stuff down. Have to buy a cabana, or you know, I walk around like a mm. shag on a rock. So it, it, they almost forced you into it, right? Yeah, Big well, that, well, that's like the gam- like the the drinking and the gambling. Yeah, you, you you pay a waitress, you give a waitress a tip, you get drinks all night. Yeah, but if you don't gamble, you're not getting any drinks. No drinks. No drinks. Yeah. So that's the same. They've figured they, it out, haven't they? They yeah, they leave you cornered. You got to you got to buy a cabana. So. Ten grand a cabana, yes, US upwards, well, yeah, yeah, upwards for Australians. So more that like gives sort you the of whole day, the it? whole day, yeah. But you don't get, you still, I think you get a couple of bottles and whatnot. Mm. But uh, big bickies, and you know when you you have a big day or a big night, and then the next day you have that little bit of regret or anxiety over what you did spend on a night out. Yep, tenfold in Vegas. You wake up the next day and you just go, oh, did I spend that? Did I spend that? I'm here for five days. Day one, I've spent 10 grand. What's doing? <laughs> That's big. Uh, a bit of football going on, Brandy. Uh, yes, yes. The, uh, the FA Cup. And there's uh, three games happening at the moment. Bournemouth, Leicester City, uh, nil all. As are Blackburn Rovers, Newcastle, Luton Town and Man City. Uh, Man City and uh, the two uh, last games are only five minutes in. Bournemouth and Leicester about 35 minutes in. But no goals scored yet in any of the FA Cup ga- matches. Alrighty, time to get to our man, Dave Riccio. And now on Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Uh, morning, David. Uh, we've just caught up with Vossi from Vegas. You are still in um, San Diego? Yeah, good morning, boys. Yeah, I'm still here in San Diego with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, uh, do I sound drunk? Hopefully not. No, no. you're sounding good. Yeah. You, you're sounding, yeah, you're good. sounding okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, no. we'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, I was we'll, a little bit, con- little we'll, bit concerned. Yeah. We'll judge the, that uh, at previous, the end of the, uh, previous, at the end of the uh, interview. Text message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about yeah. South? They've, they've picked their team. Yeah, they have, uh, Brandy. And look, today, uh, they have just completed their final session of what will be their preparation in San Diego. The South Sydney Rabbitohs will jump on a plane tomorrow to Las Vegas. And it was their, probably, I would say, it was their most rigorous session. Uh, absolutely. Um, they've been training out of the universe, uh, California, University of California, San Diego. Um, and it was their most rigorous session. The most impressive thing of all is that Cody Walker join the main training group for the first time. We spoke yesterday, guys, about as far as Walker's um, gradual increase in loads and, and, and pressure on that calf. And, uh, again, today was easily his biggest and best session. He only had two more sessions to get through, one being one more run in Las Vegas and then a captain's run. And Cody Walker will be suiting up at Allegiant Stadium. From everything I saw today, he'll be there. Um, and, and that'll be the end of South Sydney's preparation. As I said, they'll they'll join the other three teams in Las Vegas tomorrow for when, what I expect, guys, for the, the promotion and the hype to really uh, crank up uh, for the locals on the ground in Las Vegas because there's a whole range of PR and, and press opportunities uh, that will be 
undertaken uh, over the next 48, 72 hours in the countdown to kick off. Our first team list Tuesday of the year yesterday, Dave. I just want to ask you firstly about South. Three names that, that popped out at me. Firstly, Jacob Gagai is going to make his debut on the wing for South. Secondly, Talis Duncan misses the 17 altogether. I'm a little surprised by that. And the third one I wanted to ask about was Peter Memazoulis. Now, he extended, I think, another three years just earlier this, uh, this year. He misses the team altogether. He must be a very patient man. Mm. Yeah, Missile, you, you mentioned three good names. And, and I must say, in all my conversations with head coach Jason Demetrio, his biggest dilemma, you could say, was trying to pick his bench. Uh, Shaq Mitchell's another one who brings a big body. Uh, he's impressed hugely within the Bunnies in a sanctum with his preseason, and he is in the extended reserves as well. Um, and, and really, as I said, Demetrio's decision on his bench was uh, was was uh, um, probably his biggest call. And I think the inclusion of someone like a Saliva Havili for South Sydney it provides the Bunnies with options. And we know Havili can play thirteen nine. He could potentially play in the back row if if required. And it's something that we spoke about yesterday, guys, and how this game will be played on the smaller and tighter. Allegiant Stadium than what normal NRL games are played on, and uh, very much a focus is uh, focus of a power game through the middle. And yeah, someone like Saliba Havili uh, can come on. Um, Damien Cook guys has a trial this preseason, and so he also he'll also provide cover for Damien Cook. That was one. Um, tell us, Duncan. I, I'm with you, Missile. He's hugely talented player, but and and he's, and. and there's absolutely no injury concern whatsoever. He's been training well. Uh, he could easily easily feel hard done by because uh, I'm with you. He's a, he's a huge talent. But maybe that's an indication, guys. Maybe those names that you mentioned, Missile, is the greatest indication yet that South Sydney have got some serious depth this year. They've got some mm. serious depth that when the, the origin period hits, when that when the when the crunch time comes for the bunnies, that they will have plenty of good cover to come through. Mm. Uh, Jack White not there, um, suspended. Uh, Campbell Graham not there for six months. Mightn't be there at all this year, uh, David. I, I don't know w- mm. when they're looking for for Campbell to come back into the side, which leaves them uh, pretty skinny uh, in their three quarters. But uh, yeah, Gagai, Jacob Gagai, uh, to make his debut at twenty eight. Yeah, well, it's a great story, guys. Like, seriously, put it into context. This kid's waited. He's not a kid. He's 28 years of age, as you said, Randy. Like, he has waited so long, so long for this opportunity. And the opportunity comes in one of the most historic occasions that the NRL have ever experienced by running out onto Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, making his debut in the U.S. What an occasion. Um, I can tell you that Dane Gagai, his older brother, has been attempting to do everything possible to convince Newcastle Knights officials to let him go and get him, get to Las Vegas in time for kickoff. My understanding is that's unlikely to happen on the basis that the Knights play the following Thursday from Sunday mm. afternoon Vegas kickoff. It's just too tight, tight a turnaround for, for Dane to get back and be ready for that Knights opening round clash. Um, his mum and dad will be here. Uh, he gets his opportunity, as you said, Brandy. The, you know the dominoes have fallen his way due to injury and suspension of of those those other uh, first choice outside backs. But uh, wow, 
I, I reckon, it, like, honestly, I can't recall a more uh, extraordinary way to make your debut than, than, than being here in Las Vegas at 28 years of age. It makes him, guys, it makes him the second oldest bunny in NRL history to make his NRL debut. Very exciting for young Jacob Gagai, or not so young Jacob Gagai. Hey, you spoke about depth for the Bunnies uh, after these Teamless Tuesday announcements. Talking about depth, I'm going to give you three names, Dave, that have completely missed the 17 for the Roosters. Angus Crichton, Egan Butcher, and Connor Watson. Holy depth. And that's not including Jaraburi Hargraves, uh, still to come back into Dom that four pack. Dom and Dom Young, Young. Still, yep, not playing. Are you surprised by those omissions, yeah. Dave? Yeah, look, I am surprised on the Angus Crichton front, guys, because, yeah, all the noise that I've been receiving out of the Roosters preseason is how impressive Angus has trained and applied himself. We know he had a checkered year last year, uh, and, and, and he is off contract, guys. And there's all talks that he's off to either um, Australian rugby uh, with, an, with an Australian rugby franchise or heading overseas at the end of this year. Nothing is confirmed as yet. And, and, and there are, there, in saying that, there is some talk that Angus wants to have a big, a big year to try and stick around at the Sydney Roosters beyond this season. So I, I was a little bit surprised. But, geez, you know, Spencer Lenny's got to be there, doesn't he, guys? Like he, he just, he, it doesn't matter the fact that he's never played a game for the Roosters. He just walks into that Roosters pack as far as I'm concerned on, on what he achieved at the Panthers. But... Again, miss all those three names you mentioned. It speaks to where your footy team needs to be to go to go all the way this year. And both the Roosters and Rabbitohs are in pretty good positions when they're leaving players like that out of their side. Mm. Uh, a couple of other names that missed the missed the boat too, and there was a lot of chat over the summer uh, in regards to the Broncos uh, with the Selwyn Cobbo, no Herbie Farnworth, who's uh, gone to the Dolphins. Selwyn Cobbo moved into the centres, Dave. Uh, so there was a wing spot up for grabs. Mm. Corey Oates, Dean Mariner. Dean Mariner has won the uh, won the battle for the early round. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, you guys uh, following rugby league closely would know that Dean Mariner has been a name on. He's been a name in everyone's little black book for a number of years now. He's a hugely talented player, and and and. In the, in the in the departure of Herbie Farmworth, this is a player that needs to step up for the Broncos because a lot of you know a lot of the good judges have got the Broncos going deep into the finals and potentially going all the way this year. Will players like Dean Mariner have to step up and make a name for himself if the Broncos are to do it? They're, my concern for the Bronx guys is is the um, is the is the departure of of their left side and and Herbie's a big part of that. Kurt Capel's a big part of that. And it's not easy to form ready-made combinations of a, of a structure that was previously so successful to, to start again. And that's largely what the Broncos are going to be doing. Mm. And, and if there's one little chink in this Broncos armour, I, I think it's that. That we're seeing it'll be a very much new-look left side and, and that can take time. And, and teams will absolutely go after that side of, of the Broncos. No doubt in the world. Uh, I know the Roosters will this Sunday. And, and for me, I'm, I can't wait to see how those combinations unfold because they're, as far as I'm concerned, Kurt Capel's, you know, out and out NRL proven big game player. Experience you can't you can't replace. And Herbie Farmworth's one of the best outside backs in the game. Mm. Uh, could be their downfall, but also could be very good for them. I, 
I was so impressed with Brendan Piacura uh, yep. against the Cowboys. Yep. Um, I, I, I think he could be something special, David. He was his his whole running, um, yep. his ability to find space while the ball was coming to him. I, I just I, I was I was taken aback. I went, wow, th- he can play. This is this is a really good footballer. Whether defensively, uh, whether it's you know up to what Capel did in, in effort areas, I'm not sure yet. Jury's out. But if you combine that sort of form and ability along with Selwyn Cobbo, who we, we know Selwyn could be anything. Uh, if he can make, and I've heard good things about Selwyn over the summer. If Selwyn uh, has his head on straight and we see the best of him and the potential is uh, realised, it, it might it, the left side could be their downfall, but it, it well could be what makes the differences with the talent they've got. It's, uh, it's a, an abundance of riches for the Brisbane Broncos. Not a bad position to be in, boys, is it? No, not bad at all. Um, Manly. Uh, Manly. Well, let's let's have a quick look at Manly. Uh, Jackson Paulo comes onto the wing. New signing. Luke Brooks at 5'8". Uh, Corey Waddell, Nathan Brown, um, also new to the team. Um, but, you know, we'll be looking to the mainstays, DCE and uh, and Tom Trebojevic and... Tommy hasn't played since he's since he did his peck in Origin. Has yeah, so he it's hasn't another at all. long spell. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and and for me, guys, and Brandy, you'd be best served to talk about this. I just can't wait to see how Luke Brooks goes. And this has just been, you know, Luke Brooks's career has been maligned, um, and it has been under the spotlight for so long at the West Tigers. Here he is with this new fresh opportunity alongside one of the great halves in the game in Daily Cherry Evans. Does it click on Sunday? Does it click immediately? What does the combination look playing out the back for Turbo? How does it, how quickly does Turbo come to the occasion? As you said, Brandy, hasn't played since the pec injury. But for me, the excitement and anticipation that Manly can, can, can kick and go up another gear from what they achieved last year, it's based around Luke Brooks for me. Taking pressure off Daly Cherry Evans and bringing something a little bit different from to Manly that we haven't seen before. Alrighty, Dave. Enjoy the trip to Vegas. How are you getting there? Driving? No, no. Uh, I'll be jetting it tomorrow, guys. Um, jetting. An hour and a half flight from San Diego to Vegas. Yep. Touchdown. Look out. Here we come. It's a good drive, Dave. It is a fun drive. I've, yeah. I've done that drive, San yep. Diego to Vegas. It's good. Anyway, you're, you're on the plane, so you'll get there. You'll get there quicker. Uh, mate, have a, good, have a good time. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning. And uh, hey, Thank you, boys. Go well. Yeah, good stuff. There he is. Dave Riccio, breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. In just a moment, we'll get to all of your calls and texts. Jump on the open line now for your chance to be our Club Med Caller of the Week. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is our open line. All of our callers of the week go into the draw for that amazing holiday for a family of four off to Bali worth almost $10,000. Need to get away? Choose Club Med. Premium, all-inclusive holidays. Visit Club Med online or your local travel agent. A reminder that Brighton's lawyers, your verg- verdict is back. There's $2,500 up for grabs. Just head to sensurvivor.com.au. Uh, text coming in. Uh, the Shire Eel says, uh, Mags, are you saying you paid 10K for a cabana in Vegas? Are you kidding? There's so much <laughs> wrong with that, I don't know where to start. Well, luckily, Brandy, so it's between eight people. Right. So it's 1,500 each. Uh, but 
there was only four of us, me and three mates from Port Macquarie. But luckily, we ran into a bunch of rugby league players, a bunch of the uh, old West Tigers. They've crew. always got cash on them. Oh, they'll yeah. cashed up these yeah. West Tigers boys. But yeah, no, we split the cost between eight people. Ten k per person would be exorbitant. Yes. Okay, so fifteen hundred bucks, still expensive. It's a big day. It's a big. Day. That was just the day part. Yeah. Then you go out that night. So the boys from Port Macquarie, how are they feeling? Stinging. No, they're on that. They're on that tradey money. They're on that tradey money. So you know, it goes all right. Plenty of cash. Uh, yeah. What hap- boys? What happens if the likes of the Tigers or the Dragons want to go to Vegas? How will that work? To get crowds promote the game, they can't let rubbish teams go. Says. Foghorn Lincoln. Oh, That's harsh, tough. Foghorn. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, there's plenty of Tigers and Dragons fans, though, so they're still going to go over there. Well, um, and why? how would Americans know who's good or who's <laughs> not good? Like, <laughs> That's right. We're just another That's four right. teams. Well, in terms of the most exciting brand of football, mm. I, I think the most exciting team last year would have been Brisbane. Is that fair enough to say, attacking-wise? Uh, yeah, I I. Yes, so yeah. Did they score more tries than anyone? I think there was a clump of teams at the top there. Where yeah, we'll have um, to do some research there. But maybe that's part of what factored into them going. Being owned by Lachlan Murdoch wouldn't hurt as well. No, I think that played a big part <laughs> in it for, for sure. Um, uh, but Para Powerball says, boys, don't worry about having earpods in when walking. There's times when people should have them in and don't and don't use them. Our recent experience was someone watching an X-rated movie on the train with full volume. <laughs> Whole carriage could hear it. People were looking at each other in amazement. I had to step up and tell the guy to turn it down, brother. Wow. Wow. I hope he still had his pants on. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers, Brandy. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. 7.30 News up next with Vanessa, and then we're back with all of the big sports headlines for the morning. This is the home of sport in Sydney, SEN 1170 AM. Thanks, Vanessa. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Here are some of the sports headlines of the morning. The four clubs playing in the Las Vegas doubleheader have named their teams ahead of Sunday's season opener. If you missed our chat with Dave Riccio on all of those selections, catch up on our podcast. Uh, just search Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Miss Ola Matildas are back in action tonight for their second Olympic qualifier against Uzbekistan at Marvel Stadium. They carry a 3-0 lead in the final leg of the Olympic playoff, which is... Uh, Pretty good. The Bulldogs last night launched their 2024 season. Here's Cam Serraldo on Channel 9 la- um, Channel Nine last night discussing the preseason and his appointment of Stephen Crichton as the skipper. I'm just really excited about the improvement we've shown over the preseason. Um, got a group there who work hard and work together and trusting what we're doing. And I feel like we're a team that's going to get better every week, but I'm happy with what we've done over the preseason. Excited for next week. You've named Stephen Crichton as your new captain. What did you see in him that made you confident he was the right man? Oh, I just think that he's, he's at the point of his life and his career where he's ready to take that next step up in leadership. And you know, I feel really aligned with Stephen and, and his philosophies on footy and he believes in what I'm doing. And it was a tough decision uh, with the captains we had last year, but Stephen's a man for the job. He's excited by it and all our boys are right behind him. Last year, Brandy, Vossi was emceeing the Bulldog season launch and there was almost cyclonic weather. They they had a, a marquee right. set up in the middle of Did Belmore. That almost blew over. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to hear. Were there any uh, any of our SEN family out there last night at the Bulldogs season launch? I couldn't get along because I had the uh, the early wake up today. I would have liked to have gone, but 
Hopefully better weather, but were they out in the middle of the pitch at Belmore again? We have to find out from, uh, yeah, from some of the ACM family. Someone will let us know. In the AFL, Collingwood beat Richmond 76-46 uh, last night in their trial match. Uh, and there's FA Cup action this morning. Let's go to the football desk and we've got Bournemouth and Leicester. It's halftime. It's nil all in that one. Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle, 35 minutes in, nil all. Manchester City, 2-0 up over Luton Town. Also around the 35-minute mark. A Luton Town brown bread as far as the EPL goes? Well, just about. Just about. Mm. So you've got Burnley and Sheffield United sitting on 13 points uh, in last and second last. Then you've got Luton Town uh, sitting on 20 points. Um, they're the... Uh, well, that, that, I, I think it's not Forest and and the the leg up that... Uh, the Everton got? Everton got. Yeah. was was, uh, you know, an extra four points. That, that They went from 21 to 25, so they they look like they might be safe. But uh, Got a yeah, question from uh, from Barthy on the on the text line, 0457736736, if you want to give us a text. What's a land pride attachment? So we've got mowers and what else? Detractors. Tractors. We're talking about Kubota. Kubota, so of course. What they, Kubota. So mowers, they say get the mowers tractors and land attachment land, land pride, pride attachments. attachments yeah i got so, no idea look i've got a courtyard i don't have a, a backyard so tractors and mowers and land pride attachments less relevant for me this was probably a vossy question uh, for his estate he's down the southern Kubota. highlands he's all over Kubota. he is of course um but uh, land pride attachment we'll just have to ask him which of the uh um, the employees working on his estate use the land pride attachments. I, th I think someone, I think someone, someone will let us know. Someone will know. Uh, we've got pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, people. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Let us know what is a land pride attachment. Uh, one of our listeners says uh, Canterbury Leagues Club hosted the launch. It's been newly renovated. The Leagues Club. I wonder if it's still got the volcano out the front. I I I I can honestly say I I haven't been to Canterbury Leagues Club. Really? I never went there. Yeah. One, okay. of, one of my biggest thrills, and now now you you would have liked this. So mm. so back in my Fairfield like school last year of school Fairfield Pats, our coach was Mick Hardis. Mick Hardis was right. the was the coach of the under twenty threes at the Bulldogs. Right. And I also had a t a former schoolmate playing for the Bulldogs, Paul Langmack. Yep. Ah, so yep. I used to I used to go to Bulldogs training and watch every now and then. So yeah. I'd be at Belmore yeah, yeah. watching them train and You weren't tempted? Me, well, they tried to get me to play and, yeah. I, and I said, Look, no, I'm I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm just here watching, I'm enjoying it. But one of the one of the big thrills I had uh, was uh one afternoon I must have gone there on a Saturday morning and watched training. Right. And uh I went to the they said, Come to the pub with us and it was Warren mm. Ryan, uh, the Mortimers, Terry Lamb. Dave Gillespie. The who's who. Mac, and we went to the Belmore Hotel, which I drove past the other day for the first time. Like Still uh, there? Still there. Yep. Belmore Hotel, right near the train line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I remember clearly sitting in there as an 18-year-old with all the Bulldogs players. Starstruck? Fantastic. Oh, starstruck. That's Absolutely. the who's who. Hey, if you, if you were in that position now, I'll tell you what, you would have been to the Canterbury Leagues Club because uh, Gus Gould... Uh, the master of the dogs would have had you at the Chinese restaurant there, at the Leagues Club for sure, just to put some feelers out to see if you're interested. Yes. Yeah, that would have happened. Many a Panthers player has since had, well, had right, a mate. meal at that famous Chinese restaurant. This Chinese restaurant <laughs> isn't, isn't, uh, isn't uh, yeah. Jamin Sermon, uh, Bill Kikow, Matt Burton, Stephen, Stephen Crichton. Crichton. 
Geez, we've had a we've had a fair dip at your Penrith players, haven't we? we Cameron have. Seraldo. Cameron Seraldo. Got uh, them all. Who's off contract this year? Or is it? We'll take more. We'll take more from the Panthers. Uh, thanks for making the switch to SEN's 1170 AM, the home of sport in Sydney. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Stay with us. In just a moment, it's Wednesday's seven tackle set where we throw around some of the big talking points of the week. Welcome back to Breakfast with uh, Brandy and the Missile. Uh, let's go to the open line. Jace is there from North Parramatta. Morning, Jace. Oh, morning, Brandy. Morning, Missile. Um, boys, I'm looking forward to uh, Vegas, like everyone else, getting some real real footy on TV. Um, but, Brandy, I just want to um, mention something to you. I'm a big golf fan, just like yourself. Yep. Uh, with the NRL season starting, all of my tea times on the weekend are all moved forward so that I can get myself off there to watch the footy. Um, Beauty. But I want to let you know, I, I know you probably already do, is the New Zealand Open actually starts tomorrow down in uh, Queenstown at the Millbrook Resort. Oh, Millbrook, uh, beautiful. It's played over two courses, yep. which is Coronet and the Remarkables. Mm-hmm. And it's the Pro-Am. It's actually a Pro-Am format. Um, and we've got people like Ash Barty, Ricky Ponting, Sir uh, mm. Ian Botham, um, but also SENZ's own Izzy Dag is actually out ah, there. Israel Dag's so. down there. Okay, yeah, Jace, we, Jace, we actually we we uh, we had a chat with Ricky Ponting on the show last week, and uh, we we had a, a a big part of the chat. Of course, we touched on the cricket was was about golf, and uh, and he was telling us how he's he was going down to Queenstown to to play in the the New Zealand Open and the format of it and. Uh, Sounds good, and at Millbrook's a beautiful course. Millbrook's stunning, uh, which which they all are down there at, in Queenstown. It's yeah. such a good place to play golf. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful, beautiful, all right, Brandy. Um, and one other name, um, if you want to look out for, he's a uh, New Zealand amateur. His name is Zach Swanwick. Now he is the current New Zealand under nineteen champ, and also the Australian junior champ. And he's actually coached by my nephew, so my okay. nephew's been my nephew's been coaching him since he was eight. He's now I think he's eighteen now. He's going over to America as well. He's got a scholarship with a um, one of those uh, universities, the Florida University, the yep. Gators. Um, Brilliant. So yeah, I'm gonna watch out for old Zach as well. Okay, we'll keep an eye on him. Good to talk, Jace. A little bit of punting potentially to make the final round or one of those markets. Uh, Jason North Parramatta, he's in the running to be our Club Med Caller of the Week. All right, Brandy, it's time for our Wednesday seven tackle set. On Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, Wednesday's seven tackle set. All righty, first tackle, is that what we call it? First hit up, yeah, whatever first, it is. Uh, first with, hit up. With the level of violence in the PNG, Brandy, uh, do you think handing them the 18th NRL license will be a disaster? Um, oh look, I, I've I've had a chat on this already, and I, I remember when we spoke to Anthony Albanese uh, very early in the piece, and he said that that he wants a, a, a franchise up there. I've always thought that we should go to Perth first. I, I think that was a market we should never have walked away from, and uh, the level of violence I think makes it well, almost impossible to have a team based out of PNG. They're talking about North Queensland basing it, but. That doesn't really make it a PNG team. All righty. Uh, okay. 
Here we go. You're up next. The West yes. Tigers will pick up their third wooden spoon in a row this season. Okay, West Tigers fans, turn off your dial. Now, I had St. George as, as my wooden spoon as Brandy, but after the trial on the weekend, St. George actually really impressed me, and the Tigers worried me. I just hope they give Benji Marshall more than 12 months in the head coach's role, but, but crystal ball, I can see another wooden spoon in their future. All right, Brandy. <laughs> Travelling across to England for the World Club Challenge isn't worth the effort for the NRL Premiers. Well, after the weekend, you would say yes, but I'm a, I'm a no. No, look, it's it's all about, I, I think, the experience that teams get travelling over there and spending 10 days in England and playing the best of the Super League uh, is invaluable experience. Whether, whether you come away with the win or not and whether it's frustrating because... You know when you go there that you're not going to get the, the calls. The 50-50 calls will go against you, even though yep. that was a bit less than a 50-50 call they made <laughs> on the weekend. Uh, but no, still, let's keep doing it. All right. Uh, James, test cricket is just as interesting in February as it is in December and January. I'm, I'm, I'll All be right. fascinated <laughs> to hear your view on this. You've hit me with the wrong <laughs> question here. For, for me, Brandy, no, I'm all NRL now. Uh Vegas starting this weekend. I'm all in on the NRL. The cricket for me plays a distant, distant second. So enough cricket for me. On to bigger and better things, which is God's game, NRL. Oh, you might have given a different answer there. Well, I, I would. I'd yeah. gi- give a different <laughs> answer on that. But uh, go on. You all ask right. me a question. Cricket Australia will remove Steve Smith from the top of the order by this summer. Oh, I... I oh. No, I don't think they will. I think Steve Smith. Steve Smith is one of our our best batsmen uh, in the history. I know he's getting a, he's starting to get towards the end of his career, and it seems a strange thing to be taking on a new challenge uh, at this time of his career. But I think Steve Smith will get some runs in New Zealand. That'll take some heat off him. We've got some big Test matches coming up this year against India. I think Steve Smith will still be opening through 2024. Okay. Yeah, um, James. Uh, do you think we can get through another NRL season without losing a coach, without okay. a coach getting sacked? Brandy, I, I think we can, maybe for the first time in a very long time. I think the three coaches who would be most under pressure based off last year's ladder would be Shane Flanagan, Benji Marshall, and Cameron Serraldo. All three newly appointed, Serraldo being there the longest, but with long-ish contracts. I think we could get a full season without seeing an NRL coach sacked. Maybe the two under the most pressure are Brad Arthur and a Jason Demetrio. I agree. I agree. Brendy, Avossi will chen out his inner Doug from the hangover and go missing for 24 hours in Las Vegas. Well, you know, that's no chance of happening. The Voss man is just, just too straight, too straight a shooter. I, I, he, won't, he won't have a sip of anything stronger than cordial over there. So... <laughs> There's no chance of him experimenting with anything else. I know we spoke about the streets of Vegas smelling of weed. Yes. He won't be touching that. There'll be no gummy bears, no cookies, no sneaking over to Mr. Whippy Man and, and ha- taking a little toke of a... Vossie <laughs> <laughs> no, won't do any of that. Straighty 180, Vossie. All right, that's our seven tackle set. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments which plenty of people texting us in what those are. Bossy in just a moment, and Sydney Kings owner Paul Smith, not too far away.
Welcome back to the third hour. Plenty on this morning, Brandy. We spoke to Vossi. He was over there in Vegas. If you want to catch up on that chat, you can go to the podcast, search Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. We also spoke to Dave Riccio mm-hmm. last day in San Diego. For Dave, we talked about Teamless Tuesday, our first of the season. Uh, something that came to our attention. So we've got Corey Parker here on SEN now. It's great to have him involved this year. He'll be making regular appearances on our Queensland station, SENQ. Now, he was on the Brisbane Breakfast Show yesterday with Patton Hills. He made some startling revelations about his health and how his past playing days may have caught up with him. I have no doubt whatsoever over my tenure you know, as a rugby league player that I have symptoms. I have symptoms of, of CTE. Mm. Uh, but it's something that you can't really get a, a grasp on until obviously a post-mortem. So yeah, as a father of four and, and my boys play contact sports, the game has some accountability to take. Wow. Now, as Corey saying, and I, I heard, I, I, I jumped in the car yesterday. I was in between things and um, just jumped in the car and I heard someone saying, it must have been SEN Sydney, mm. 1170, that I was listening to. And they said some startling re- revelations from Corey Parker. And I, I almost... Not knowing what they are, I nearly, I nearly rang Corey and said, mate, what did you say this morning? Yeah. And I didn't. And then I saw that come up on our SEN website. Um, and I haven't heard, that's the first time I've heard Corey speak on it. Now, Corey's, he's never said to me at Fox Sports, you know, I'm, I'm suffering, there's some symptoms. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know what those, if he is, what the symptoms are. Mm. What, what what he's what he's struggling with, but it is a concern. And we had Wally Lewis yesterday um, in Canberra talking about the need for the game to look after um, those that play it, mm. and and not be. Wally yesterday uh, was talking about, you know, it was a badge of honour to get up and play on, yeah, uh, while you know concussed or yeah or you know. Dizzy. I think Corey said something similar in, in his chat. I think he said towards the end of his career, when the concussion rules were just starting to be introduced, he'd get concussed, know he was concussed, and pretend to hold a shoulder or a knee so he could get back up and keep playing. So, um, And it's the position he played, right? Front row early in his career, lock later in his career. He was a, a very physical player. He's probably had a, a lot of concussions over that tenure. Well, just the, the constant impact. Yeah the, yeah, the constant impact. And, and, you know, when you go back to the 80s, it was constant impact on your head. Mm. And that was just part and parcel of it. So, um, yeah, startling stuff there. Um, We've got some news coming through from Vossi, live from Vegas. He's confirmed all four teams will get a brief run on the field at Allegiant Stadium before the Vegas doubleheader. There we go. So it's been confirmed that they will have a, a light run. You couldn't imagine them doing much, but that that's good. I think that's really good for all four teams to actually get on the field that you're going to be playing on because it is different to what they're used to. All right. It's do or die for the Sydney Kings tonight when they take on the New Zealand Breakers in the NBL play-in qualifier. 7.30 tonight at Kudos Bank Arena. Still seats available, so get your tickets from Ticket Tech and let's cheer on the Sydney Kings. The Kings owner, Paul Smith, is on the line. Morning, Paul. Morning, James. Morning, Brandy. Hey, game day, Paul. How are the nerves? Mate, all good. All good. Pressures for tyres, mate. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> There's a saying. Pressures for tyres. I like it. This is a bit of new ground for you guys. You're the back-to-back champions. 
this sudden death yeah. game and uh, your experience. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Well, look, you know, you, you like you don't mind sudden death games when you're, they're coming at the end of a series, like Correct. we had last season against Cairns and New Zealand, where we won on third game and final game on the fifth game against New Zealand. But um, yeah, look, this is a tough one. Uh, I hope we do a bit more doing than dying tonight. But um, you know, hope's not a strategy. We just got to rip into it and uh, get on with it. But I, look, I think it's, it is what it is. You know, we, we landed where we landed. We landed on fifth. We're happy for the fact we're hosting this game instead of playing in New Zealand. So that's a bit of an advantage for us, for sure. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's all the marbles are on the table tonight. That's for sure. Um, I, I, I saw when, when, they, when the top six was finalised and the players got together, the captains uh, had a big photo shoot and Scotty Pippen was there as part of it. And they asked Scotty Pippen who was going to win. And he said, well... I think I think the Kings are perfectly placed. They're they're making a run at the right time. Does Scotty Pippen know? Is he is he across things enough to be? Uh, and I thought, oh, okay, well that'll do me. If Scotty Pippen's going the Kings, I'm. I think the Kings can do it again for their third time. Mate, the bloke's got six rings. He, he's he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, no, look, I look, I, I really appreciate the, the uh, Scotty support there, but. You know, look, it's funny. I, I said I've said probably six weeks ago before I knew we were going to where we were going to land. I was talking to one of the other owners of another team, and I said, "Lane, anyone can win this this thing this year. It's all over the shop." Um, I can see a scenario emerging where a team coming out of fifth or sixth could win the championship. And I'm not I'm not fanboying the Kings. I'm simply saying that mm. it's that wide open. And when you consider the fact we've We've had a little bit of a lull. We've come through this, what they call the fever break, where the boomers play and all the teams around the world play. Uh, the, the NBA keeps going, but all the other leagues around the world take a pause. The way it's going to play out is the top two teams, Melbourne and, um, and Perth, they won't have played three weeks before they come back into their next, next, next semi-final game. So there's, you know, the teams that are coming through this repercharge or this play-in or whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, it gives you a little bit of chance to get a bit ahead of steam up, you know, mm. get ma- match, match ready to go into a, into a finals playoff like that. You know, and they're only and the semi, the first round of semis are only three game series, so you only got to punch someone in the mouth on the road, and suddenly you're a, you're a chance, you know. So it's uh, it's pretty well poised, and uh, you know, look, I'd love to see the Hawks get over the top of Tasmania this afternoon. They're playing at five o'clock, I think, or something like that down in down in Hobart, and if the Hawks get over them, then. And if we get over New Zealand, then we'll be taking on Tasmania next Monday night. But that's the plan, at least, is to keep rolling, keep it moving. Um, we just spoke about the fact that there, there mightn't be an NRL coach uh, lose his position this year. Um, how's Mac Mood gone this year? And uh, I know he's under contract next year. Is it uh, yeah. going Is it all plain sailing, Paul? Oh, look, mate, this is coaching. This is sport. It's never plain sailing. Um, you know, we've struck some heavy weather. You know, we've been bobbing around a little bit. Um, you know, it's McMood's first season in the NBL. A lot of learning, you know, in that way, and we expected that. Um, you know, the team is definitely underperformed. There's a lot of factors involved in that. And obviously, we'll review everything at the end of the season. Um, and we'll get to that point when we get there. And hopefully, that's a little bit of ways for us still. So we, we sit down and have those reviews. But, yeah, look, it's, uh, it is what it is. This is the, this is the nature of... Sport, and particularly basketball, where it's a you know it's it's a knife edge all the time. You're only you're only a millimetre away from a championship, and you know, or away from a, a bad result for a night. So, and tonight's a classic example of that, where we you know this is it. This is, we've got 40 minutes to go and see what we get to. What's the game plan to take down the Breakers tonight? How have you fared against them so far this season? Well, we've done pretty well. We've 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 we played played them three times this year. We've won twice this season, I should say. We won twice. We've got a 
we've got a pretty solid track record against them. They're a tough matchup. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they're not a team you want to cop in a, in a playoff like this. Um, you know, they're physical. They, you know, they, they, they play hard at both ends of the court. You know, they've had some injuries. We've had some injuries. So we're sort of evening out on that basis. And so, yeah, it's not going to be fun for us, but we sort of know what we're getting. And, you know, they've, they're coming in. They can be very dangerous from the outside. And, you know, they, they've got some big bodies and get inside as well. So, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, it's really, it's, it's not, it's about how we play, not how they play, I think. And I think that's the, that's the, the catch cry for us right now is we've just got to turn up. And if we know, we, and we saw that in the last round of the season when we, Absolutely tail down Southeast Melbourne and set a record score in a record winning margin in the NBL. You know, when we get going and we can get the lid off the rim, you know, we can we can score, we can we can beat anyone. And so I think it's really about, you know, our offense clicking and, and making sure we stay down on defense and you know, I think, you know, we should be okay. But uh, you know, as I said, it's a you know, New Zealand are a tough, tough matchup for us for sure. Expecting a big home crowd tonight to get the boys home? Yeah, look, it's a solid crowd. It's a Wednesday night, and uh, this is a new concept, really, for us. It's the first time we've played in a playing game of this nature um, coming around, and a bit of the Taylor Swift factor. I think everyone's exhausted. I, yeah. I went to the No Bull <laughs> Tour last night. I saw that many people with bracelets on. I thought it was nude. I didn't have, a, didn't have a friendship bracelet. I don't know what was going on there. So it was big men, small men, big women, little women, everyone had them on. It was amazing. So, uh, yeah, so I think we've sort of got, I think there's a little bit of exhaustion existing in the Sydney market right now. So, We'll, look, we'll have a hardcore fan base there, and that's what's important. And we know they're going to get up and about and, and, and stand up for Sydney, and that's what we've got to do tonight, and that's what our team's got to do. You know, that's, that's now, now the responsibility of the squad, the players, to, to do their job and, and bring it home tonight and keep us rolling. Paul, might be one for after the season, but I, I was just reading a story about how there could be the Kings lineup next year could be completely different. Oh, look, I've. I've look. I did, I read that. I saw that somewhere, Brandy. And look, we've got a lot of players on options, and we've got players on going to their second year or final year of their contracts. We look obviously there's always transition, and one of the great sort of ironies about basketball, particularly as a sport, is many many teams. You know, they play, and they know at the end, when they play their final game, they're not going to play together again as a squad. They will not have the same lineup next year. You know, we don't have a lot of continuity rolling through seasons and that's not to suggest it's a bad thing it's just the way the nature of player contracts and the fact that there are so many contract opportunities for players both in Australia and outside Australia and uh, you know so and we encourage that we're very supportive of players that are moving on to bigger and better things sometimes it can bite you in the ass when we you know DJ Vizilovic we released to go to the US and then came out of that and came back to Australia and end up in Adelaide and we copped a bit of flack for that, but I just don't know what we're supposed to do. We're trying to give the guy a chance, you know, mm. go out and play, play somewhere else. So there, it's a bit of a transition in that regard. It'll always be the case. But I think what you read in the media this week is a little bit speculative and not really related to the reality of what we're, what we're planning for next year. We're, we're planning a fairly stable roll-through. There will be some changes, obviously, with players going off contract or moving on to other things. But at the end of the day, we're not expecting wholesale changes in that regard. Hey, Paul, good luck tonight. Tickets still available. Get your tickets from Ticketek. Uh, let's cheer on the Sydney Kings. Good luck, Paul. Yeah, let's go. Good, good on, on you, Paul. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Good morning. See Thank you, mate. Bye. Welcome back to SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Partly cloudy day across Sydney, heading for 29 in the city and 32 in the west. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. 
Our open line number is 1300 01 1170. Give us a buzz and you could be in the running for a family trip to Bali worth nearly $10,000, all thanks to Club Med. Phil from the Gold Coast has done just that. He's called us in. Morning, Phil. What Go you- ahead, mate. Mate, just uh, very quickly with regards to what Corey Parker was saying yesterday, and I do hope um, that everything is okay for Corey. But I do have a bit of an issue with former players and the line that Corey said about the NRL needing to um, you know, come to the party on, on the head knocks and stuff like that. NRL commentators, and, and I've heard you do this a number of times, Brandy, Bossy has said it as well. When penalties are awarded, it's specifically maybe more in rugby union and the send-off for even light contact to the head, the outcry about how soft it is, that's a nothing tackle. But if we're really serious about you know, limiting our, our head knocks, we have to have a no-tolerance policy. And you know, that new brown one in England last weekend, it, it looked as mild as anything, but it's still a hit to the head. It's still open the guy's head up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think... Uh, Phil, I think commentators need to uh, re-look at what they say in terms of the head knocks because, you know, things have changed. So uh, whether it's whether we think there's any force there or not... Um, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. It is, yeah. So I, I, I agree with you there. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's a little bit... You, yeah, you can't, you can't be blaming the game and saying uh, now that you have finished your career and if you're... You, know, you might be suffering some things and saying, well, um, but that's because that's how things were. Like the, the, the game was no wiser, um, you know, 30 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, but now I think things have changed enough for it to, to be a, a lot smarter than, than we were in the past. Do you think, Brandy, now they've got all these new concussion rules and we're so much more careful that this will eliminate the issue of CTE or... Because the players now are so big, the collisions are so big, it's still repetitive impacts, well, right? And, and so, well, there's a lot of impact that, you can't, that, just, that happens without mm. anyone, anyone at fault because of it. It's a collision sport. Yeah. C- contact with your head is made by accident a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you trip over, whether you fall, whether you go in. And a lot of the, a lot of the times the head knocks are the defender putting his head in the wrong spot. Mm. Making a low tackle, copying a, a hip, a knee, um, that happens quite regularly. So you, you'll never stamp it out completely, head knocks, uh, but you, we can try our hardest to stamp out those that are, those that can be stopped. Yeah, and we've got that protocol a lot better now where they have the 11 day stand down, let their brain recover. And there's a things me- that they didn't used to be. And an immediate change at junior level too, which, which it's 19 days now. Is it? Yeah, this okay. Year, so it's 19 days. That's and, good. Um, so that's a you know three week stand down, virtually automatic for for young kids, which is which makes sense. Thanks for your call, Phil. Uh, you're in line to be our club med caller of the week. You can also have your say on our open line, one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Heaps of text coming through, Brandy. A question for you, Brandy was. Great to hear you mention Mick Hartas. Uh, I had the pleasure of being involved with him when he coached a flag side in the 90s. Uh, you would have never met a finer gentleman. No, he's a fantastic man, Mick Hartas, and, and a bulldog. Like coached the Bulldogs, uh, lower grades, um, and coached our school team. Fantastic bloke. Um, uh, Miss Ola, aren't you the captain of the Mowers Club? You should be all over land pride attachments. I should be. Mm. I should be. I'm going to have to go off and do some research on what a land pride attachment uh, is or does. Yeah.
Uh, Rob says, Missile, would you be challenging for the Bulldogs' number one ticket holder? Uh, can't think who would be holding that at the moment. Do you don't think a lot of people have been putting their hand up over the past decade. <laughs> it might have been a little bit more an illustrious uh, position in the early 2000s. Uh, I'm but you can't be a number one ticket holder and be a fair-weathered fan. Like you, no. You've got to ride the, the good and the bad. Yeah, you do. I'm trying yeah. to rack my brains as to who else I've seen. There's got to be some high-profile Bulldogs fans out there. I can't. You, you, you think, well, you might be it. Oh four like, five seven seven three six. You might six. be the number one. Text us you, in. I, I'm 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 putting my vote in for for missile as the number one <laughs> ticket holder. Um, uh, yes, yeah. There, there is there's a few more. Uh, the NRL team should do a mini tour for the World Club Challenge and maybe play a couple of warm up games in England. Dan, it's just Dan. I I, I understand what you're saying, but um, just fitting everything in to mm. the to the calendar. Like if you've got Vegas now as part of the calendar. Um, you know what one of the biggest shock to the systems for the players would be? Going from middle of summer here, you know, mid-30s up to even 40 degrees in Penrith, straight over into middle of winter in uh, England. Three degrees. Often when that happens, we used to have it all the time for swimming. We'd go from the middle of winter to summer. You get little sicknesses or, you know, runny nose, bit fluey. Mm. Just a lot a of players of temperature. change of temperature. It's mm. very unsettling for the body to have that instant change of, of temperature. Uh, time for this. Look easy with Sportsbet. And Sean Omerod, uh, the coal miner, is on the line. Uh, Hammy Goodman's in Vegas. Um, Nick Ashman's uh, down at the track somewhere. And here's Sean. Yeah, Brandy, me and I were just saying to, uh, to Benny off air before, me, me and Joel Kane, we're just keeping the wheels of Sportsbet turning while the great Hammy Goodman is, uh, is over there in Las Vegas. Just speaking about Missile, the number one ticket holder, I think he's the number one enhanced ticket holder. Of the Canterbury Bulldogs, that's his official. Uh, that's his official title. Well, well you're not, you're a, you're a yet, ticket Sean. holder yourself, Sean. Where are you in the hierarchy? I am. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in the lofty heights of, of your good self. <laughs> I'm just happy. I'm just happy to come along for the ride, though. But uh, fingers crossed, big year for the doggies. Hey, teamless Tuesday yesterday. Has that changed the markets mm. at all for these Vegas games? It hasn't really. It's been pretty rock solid. I don't think we, we saw too many surprises, but I've been, I don't know about you guys, but I've been tossing and turning trying to work out how these games are going to play out. Obviously, with the, the narrow field, I really can't get out of my mind and how the refs are going to play mm. their part. I think looking at the two games and the teams that have been named, I think the first game, Manly and the Bunnies, um, that's going to be a tall one, but I can see it being pretty sort of open and a high-scoring sort of affair. Manly, they're $2.11 just outside as the Bunnies. $1.73. The total's interesting, 41.5, so relatively low given um, what we've seen in recent times. I think that's going to be p- like potentially a high scoring, but the second game, we know the Roosters, they had their str- uh, struggles last year in attack. Broncos, pretty good defence as well. I think they were the second best day behind uh, the Panthers. Chooks there, $2.45. The Broncos, $1.56. The line, 4.5. I'm tipping that one's going to be a very low scoring game, so I think we might see a bit of a contrast over there. Uh, a bit of a throw around potentially for the for the Yanks to see some razzle dazzle in the in the first game, and then some big power, um, big power hits through the middle potentially in the second game, a nice little low scoring affair. It's what my gut tells me, um, but just so pumped to have footy back. And if I see one more Instagram boys of of a, a business class flight from Sydney to Las Vegas, it looks like the most rogue, uh, rogue uh, flight that you'll ever see. There was Fletch, there was Hindy. Uh, Matty Johns in the mix as well. Uh, pray for the host. He's on board that flight. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, but Hemi Goodman, 
clearly wasn't listening on Friday. I said, stay away from the slot machines in the airports. That's no one, the other no content. James, no one's listening to you. Yeah, I know. I, like, seriously. That's the other on? content I keep seeing, Sean. Everyone's hitting up I'm, these slot machines at the airport. I'm not sure. Yeah, Hammy wasn't. He hadn't even uh, got through customs, I don't think, and he was already feeding uh, quarters into the, uh, into the slot machine. So, yeah, hopefully we've sorted him out with a decent budget over there, but he'll be right. He knows. He's been there before. He knows what he's doing. Uh, a bit of MBL on at the moment as well, Sean. Uh, what are the markets on that? Yeah, so we've got the double header. So we kick it off with the Tassie Jack Jumpers. This is third v fourth uh, on the table as we enter the finals. The Jack Jumpers, they've been really good in their sort of short uh, career so far. They're $1.43 favourites over Illawarra, $2.75. And then our team, everyone's team, the Sydney Kings, $1.52 against the Breakers, uh, $2.49. So the Kings tip uh, to get off to a winning ways tonight in the finals. Mm. I love it when you, when you, you go with your gut. Shawnee, I, I love it when you start talking about your gut. You just, it's, it's a feel. It's and there's a, a fair feel. bit of gut through there, Brenny. It's been quite, uh, quite the off-season for me. So. Good stuff. Great stuff, um, Shawnee. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you later in the week. Thanks, boys. Chat soon. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. If you're only just tuning in, Vossi has made his way across to Las Vegas. He joined us earlier in the show with his first report live from the ground there. If you missed that, make sure you catch it on the podcast. Search Vossi Brandy, Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, that chat with Vossi was thanks to Mate Internet. Get $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. Uh, we also crossed to Dave Riccio. He was in San Diego. And Paul Smith. The Sydney Kings owner joined us ahead of tonight's NBL play-in qualifier. So remember, search for Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here's some ideas for uh, for the Bulldogs' number one ticket holder. Now, we, we need to establish whether this is true or not. Uh, Junior Smitty says, Margot Robbie is a Bulldogs fan. Yes. We've, wait, got, uh, we've got the tourists doing some research for us. Tourists, what have you found? So I found one article from August last year. That I'm not sure how reliable it is, but it says that in the past, Australian-born actors has been spotted at State of Origin supporting Queensland. But according to the Daily Telegraph, Robbie is a big supporter of the Canterbury Bulldogs. So she was born on the Gold she's Coast. A, she's a Gold. I think she's from the Gold Coast. That I, would I be think. random if she was a Bulldogs fan. Yeah. Text us in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. You ever spotted Margot Robbie at Belmore? Here's. <laughs> Here's some famous uh, Bulldogs fans, the War Brothers. Yes. Like every time I see Junior, um, Mark War in at Fox, he's he's always talking footy. footy. Yeah. He loves his footy. I did a speaking gig Steve, with. Uh, I see Junior. I did a speaking gig with Steve at the Bulldogs in Business mm-hmm. um, lunch one day, and he is he is a Bulldogs fan. So Steve and Mark War, um, that definitely trumps me. Steve War, one of the greats. Uh, yes. Uh, boys, I remember Justin Bieber donning a dog's jumper when he last vis- visited. Maybe Biebs. Mm, Do you remember that? Don't, I don't know about that. So. They, had, no. uh, they had UFC champ John Jones out of the Bulldogs training the other week as well. So okay. whoever's pulling the strings, is it Gus has the links to Hollywood that gets the Biebs and Robbie and John Jones? Mm, who's who's yeah, the... I, yeah, I don't the, know. Who's the link? Aaron Warburton, a CEO? Not sure. Uh, I, I came across some audio uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Randy. So 
Mark Carroll, the, the great Spud's birthday yesterday. Well, we I think we did we wish him happy birthday yesterday on the show. You know, on yep. this day in we history, did. we did. We did. Uh, he had a special performance. Someone wanting to wish him happy birthday. A, a singing performance. Let's listen to who wanted to wish Spud a happy birthday. Absolutely love this. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, this buddy. Happy birthday to me. Absolutely love it. Very cheeky. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, Spud wishing himself a happy birthday. Uh, SEN commentator. <laughs> He's got some pipes on him. Well, Can he sing. does. Now, yeah. Now, on the Kangaroo Tour in 1990, Spud took his guitar. and uh, So he's a long time yeah, he's singer. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, his favourite song is Wild Thing. Mm. So for 10 weeks on the Kangaroo Tour, whether it was on a piano or a, a guitar, Spud belted out Wild Thing. Yeah, right. Um, Who was Spud's roomie on a, a trip? Guessing not Chief. Uh, no, Chief wasn't around then in 1990. Um I don't know. M Marty Bella might have had to put up with Spud, and Spud <laughs> might have had to put up with Marty Bella. So, <laughs> who so was your Who was your roomie on those trips? I, I had I had this I had the same roomie on two kangaroo tours. Yeah, Dale Rowdy Shearer. Ah, good bloke. Great bloke. Yeah, mystery man. So, do you get to pick I, your I, roomie? I, I'd not know where he was for weeks on end. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, myst a mystery man round. So do they come to you and say, hey, two are coming up, pick your roomie, or... No. It's assigned. Yeah. Because they want combinations on the field, generally, or... Generally, you got assigned with your, your sort of positions. Um, right. So, yeah, but back-to-back but -back kangaroo tours, same roomie. Right, so we're used to each other. By the by the time the second one rolled around, we're old. You know, yeah, old, that's it's, good it's old fun. Hat, so that was good. We knew that's each other fun. well. Uh, Peter Leonard is a massive, the golfer, massive dogs fan. Do you know Peter Leonard? You have no great golfer. Yeah, yeah, great Australian golfer. Dog uh, of Peter War Leonard. says Margot's number one. She loves a kebab. Right. Well, I did pass driving out to Belmore last Friday. I passed a number of kebab oh, shops yeah. that I thought of pulling up at, uh, but it was thirty-eight degrees. I just couldn't imagine eating a kebab. One uh, of the, the uh, one of the great experiences when the Bulldogs play at Belmore, the best spot to park is over at the Leagues Club, and then you walk down the main street of Belmore, Bur Burwood Road, I believe it is, then down the back alley along to uh, Belmore Stadium, Belmore Sports Ground, kebabs, uh, hot dogs, mm. pot, everything. Mm. One of the great experiences for Vossi, Mr. Whippy. Um, if if you haven't done it, it's a little bit of a a mecca for rugby league. You've got to try that once in your life. Uh, we're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Plenty of you having your say on the Corey Parker comments. Uh, we brought you a little earlier. If you missed it, we'll bring you that audio again and get to all your comments. Right here on the home of sport in Sydney, SEN, 11.70am. Uh, yes, Google League Lounge and you'll see Spud play Wild Thing live on television. And I, I, I was part of the League Lounge uh, back in the day. Good, a big performance? Um, yeah, it was a big performance. Dancing? Uh, Does he loosen the hips or pretty stand and deliver type operator? Stand and deliver. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not much, not much hip movement. Uh, and he, and I heard him yesterday, Spud, talking about uh, the fact that he just had a new knee put in. Yeah. Uh, over the summer. He actually, he joined us on the Mowers Club a couple of weeks back and he just got out of hospital for the replacement. 
And he was up and about and walking and moving it. Very impressive. He's mm. bounced back pretty quickly from it. I've, I've seen so many, so many, you know, guys around between 55 and 70 get new knees. Yeah. And how good are they? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They're all, no one's got a bad thing to say about them. Uh, now, the FA Cup has been up and running for most of the morning. And uh, we've we'll got an incredible result with Man City taking on Luton Town. Uh, Man City scored the first three goals in the third, the 18th and the 40th minute uh, to lead 3-0. James Erling Haaland yes. scored those three goals. Right. Luton Town then hit back and scored two of their own in the 45th and 52nd. So uh, 55, 54 minutes into the match, it was close, 3-2. Erling Haaland then scored another two goals in the 55th and 58th. Five. Five goals. They lead 6-2. I think it, it might be very close to being done. Leicester City in extra time. So about 110 minutes into the match, Leicester City scored a goal. So Leicester City, who got relegated last year, mm. are in the championship and lead the championship. They have now knocked out Bournemouth from the FA Cup. So Leicester move on. And uh, 85 minutes in, Blackburn Rovers and Newcastle won all. Of course, Blackburn is a championship team as well against Newcastle. So plenty of action in the soccer this morning. I really like that uh, format of lower clubs. I, like I just imagine a, a group rugby league side playing a Ron Massey or a New South Wales Cup side playing a, a first grade team. I'd love to see something like that. I, there's already so much football, so you couldn't do it. But yeah, and you cool concept. You, you couldn't. They just wouldn't be strong enough because all country players now come to the city early. Yeah. So any any decent kid in the country, norm, it normally has been poached yep. by the clubs to play in their junior, in their pathway system. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't happen anymore. Last time it happened, 1974, Panthers got beaten by Western Division in the Amco Cup Final, the Midweek wow. Competition Cup Final, 74. In Port Macquarie, we had uh, Jared McCracken came up and captain coach of Port Macquarie Sharks at one point. So it used to happen a little bit where... That did used to happen. Yeah. I, I wonder who's the most recent example of that. There might be someone out there who's got a former NRL player playing for their local club, 0457 736 736. Uh, interesting trivia question here, Brandy. Mm. This one. Uh, who's the fastest guy at the Bulldogs? Now, Matty A reckons that the answer is the CEO, Aaron Warburton. He was a champion schoolboy sprinter. He ran consistently under 10.4 seconds for the 100. Really? 10.4. Aaron Warburton. Um, okay, we, we need I'm going to text him. We, we, do we need a little bit more? We need a little bit Under more 10.4 sounds to confirm that. That's that's almost Olympic, well, that's Olympic speed. Almost. Almost. You send that through to someone. Mystery Man says, I feel for Corey, but comments like this can only lead to one thing. Further restrictions on the game. I do a lot of heavy lifting at work, therefore I've always got a sore back. That's just part of the gig, isn't it? Corey Parker, uh, Mystery Man mentioned. Uh, let's just hear a little bit of Corey Parker yesterday on Patton Heels. I have no doubt whatsoever over my tenure you know, as a rugby league player that I have symptoms. I have symptoms of, of CTE. Mm. Uh, but it's something that you can't really get a, a grasp on until, obviously, a post-mortem. So, yeah, as a father of four and, and my boys play contact sports, the game has some accountability to take. Well, the game might have... Where, where do you go to with this? Like, un unless the game... and. We had uh, the former Newcastle winger take the game to court, but it didn't... Um, 
James McManus. James yeah. McManus. What um, ended up happening with that? No, I, I think it's, like it's finished. Yeah. Okay. What happened with the big AFL one? Not sure. Is that mm. still going? Ongoing? Well, I know the, the well, NFL paid out millions and millions, hundreds of millions. Yeah. The NFL. Um, so we're still trying to get some info on... Um, Aaron Warburton, the yeah, CEO I'll text of the him. Dogs. We'll find out. We'll find out. Our mystery man says, "I feel for Corey, but comments like his can only lead to one thing." You, you yeah. were busy. You were oh, busy. I, I sending, did yeah, that one. So you were sending him the text. Uh, Brandy, the repetitive whiplash effect in most or almost every tackle is causing the biggest long-term issue where there is no contact, just like in a car accident. Years of this happening takes its toll. It's not as simple as the head-high shots only, as are from DY. That is true, and and that's right. The the constant impact, uh, the size of the bodies these days, the whiplash of the players' heads, that's why uh, wearing headgear doesn't protect you from concussions. Mm. Wearing headgear protects you from cuts, cuts. Yeah, but yeah. not from concussions. Do you, have you had any of the scans? Or what, what do they do? No, I haven't yeah. had any scans. Have you ever had any... Any symptoms or... No. Yeah. Sorry, what was your name? <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah. Do you think that's a position? Did you have many KOs? I, I, I reckon I was knocked out, out, like, and well, for sort of varying times, half a dozen times, maybe over, you know, 16 years. Yeah. Um, Is it something you think about? No. Yeah. No, I just don't. Well, there's no point. Is yeah, there? that's right. Yeah. What's done is done. What's done is done, and um, until you s- you know you've got some issues, we'll yeah try not to think about it at all. Uh, boys, Newcastle Rugby League have a bunch of former NRL players playing this season. Uh, my local team, the Macquarie Scorpions, has Kerrod Holland, um, Penny Terapo, Penny Terapo. Okay. Yeah, Vitautai. There we go. That's a pretty. D- um, surely the Macquarie Scorpions are taking out the tournament this year. Uh, Sam Williams is playing in Canberra right now. Mm-hmm. Dan says Carmichael Hunt uh, played for his side. Steve Eller as coach. And then Stuart Raper as captain coach at the Eden Tigers. Geez, that's pretty decent. Group 16. Wow. Says Smithy the Eel Raper. Okay. I know Robbie Beckett has been down at uh, Robbie Beckett, former Penrith player, played for Australia. Yeah. Uh, Boom Boom uh, has been down at Tumut for a long time. I don't know if he's still running around. If he Dan said, isn't Josh Reynolds playing A grade this year? Surely not. I don't. I don't know. A grade could be pretty rough and tumble for a bloke just retired. That you'd have a big target on your head, wouldn't you? In Sydney oh, A grade. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Did you ever play? Playing. Did you ever go back and play any sort of club? No. Once yeah. I'd finished, I was. I was. I was done. Yeah. Um, and relieved to to finally pull the pin. Black Stump Hill says the concussion issue is easily solved. Sign a waiver for the NRL when you sign up to play your first first grade game. Um, backside covered. Yeah, I don't know if could, uh, we, we, we need uh, that. That's a that's a Lee Hadjipantelis question. Mm. Uh, whether you, whether that would stand up, whether you could sign a waiver and say, I I know the risk of playing in the NRL. Yeah. Um, and then later down the track, you said, well, you know, I've got some problems. Uh, does the waiver hold up? There may be some sort of waivers in those contracts already. You know, in the fine print. They'd be, you know, when you see, for example, a picture of Gus saying, just sign this new player and it shows him with the contract. It looks thick, mm. that contract that they're signing. There'd have oh, yeah. to be some T's and C's in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, how bad would the F- UFC be for concussion? 
Oh, uh, has yeah. it been put to them? Says Hemet. Yes. I do. I, well, wh- wh- where do they stand? Do they, do they come back to the UFC and say, Rats Look, ass. I've, I've got some problems? Yeah, I don't. That, that's the thing, right? It's the fastest growing sport in the world and it's based around concussion. So, you know, anyway. Sam Thiday is playing for the Samford Stags. Western Sydney Eagle reckons Cliff Lyons is still playing somewhere. No, Cliffy's not playing. Cliffy's playing f- touch on a Sunday <laughs> morning. But he's still playing touch, Cliffy, and he did play for a long time. Uh, Matty A says the entrance Tigers have David Fafida and Blake Austin. Jeez, that's handy. Uh, Nathan says the Maitland Picket, uh, yeah, the Maitland Pickers will still win the Newcastle Rugby League with Brock Lamb steering the ship. Brock Lamb. Lots of NRL players out there playing local league. Uh, you can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on Heady. He- okay, this gets me every day. I said Heady. Yeah, yeah. steady, hot, and strong. <laughs> Reem. Reem, they come on steady, hot, and strong. It's the song. It just goes on and on. Uh, visit nrltipping.sen.com.au. Breakfast also powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Yes, on Aaron Warburton. I've done my research, Brady. Yeah, so he said uh, he was a national sprinter. However, his PB was 10.9. We thought multiple times sub 10.4 sounded a little sus. Uh, He was also a state champion in high jumper. He was at uh, Westfields. Okay. Sports Sports High. Yeah. There we go. Aaron Warburton, uh, 10.9. So he's probably not the fastest dog. But I, I did I, no. Josh had a card quicker than that. Oh, yep. Bronson Cherry as well now. Mm. But but I dare say he is the fastest NRL CEO in history. Shane Richardson, you reckon he beat him, <laughs> Richo? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty quick in his day, <laughs> hey, Matt White coming up after us at 9am. He'll be joined by the Herald's Andrew Webster. He's Webby. on the line now, Webby. Uh, tomorrow on our show, we'll cross back to Vossi in Vegas. Plus, it's Throwback Thursday. Our special guest, none other than Daryl Halligan. Former dog. Former dog. Bear. Former bear. And uh, Jared Waitley will also join us from Wellington ahead of the first test between Australia and New Zealand. Brandy, always a pleasure. Thanks, James. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everyone.